0: what up guys welcome to the raising worth podcast raising worth is a family and an organization who advocates for healthy and connected families we believe connection takes place when we truly understand the value of one another
1: a major focus of our mission is connecting families with the heart to adopt with the right resources. So you know the drill. We're here to highlight, uncover, and talk about people, places, and things all raising right worth in their community. It could feel random at times. We'll have people on the show from all walks of life. It could be from Bitcoin to adoption and anywhere in between. Thank you so much for being here because we know you could be anywhere in the world right now.
0: Well, thank you guys for joining in.
1: <laughs> Check it out.
0: We are uh, recording our first podcast for Raising Worth. This is
1: technically Raising Worth's first podcast technically, ever. Yeah. You you and I have done a lot of podcasts together but this right. is the first one of us. Right. Well obviously at this point you've already listened to the podcast of us sharing our heart about Raising Worth so this is just us saying this is technically our first one recording but later we're gonna <laughs> record the actual one of us sharing of Raising Worth so if you haven't listened to that one listen to that one first you get a of understanding what we're doing here. <laughs> and the best part of this is that people are going to get the big, biggest inside of our marriage ever. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is definitely like pulling back the curtain on our marriage, on the way that we parent, on the way that we're navigating entrepreneurship um, and building, you know, the nonprofit side of our lives and just, uh, you know, justice mission and mm-hmm. cause and purpose, trying to intertwine that into everything that we do. So, yep. Yeah, And as we share
1: these things, you might hear a baby come in, you might hear somebody come ask for crackers, you You might hear dogs barking, we vow to always share real life. (laughs) So um, so with that being said, this episode, Zach and I are talking about, earlier today, we had a really big day, and Zach, we were just talking in the kitchen, and you were kind of sharing your heart, how in the last few weeks, you feel like God has really opened up your heart and your eyes to partner with faith yeah and why don't you just kind of share the tangent that we were on and then we'll go yeah. from
0: there yeah for sure um yeah we the Hepworths are at a very like pivotal season in our lives and obviously there's so much going on in the world right now and with all of the you know external things changing and then just some you know things within our family that are changing uh, exciting announcements to talk about in the future can't wait to share with you guys but a lot is just going on, and uh it's stirred up a lot inside of my heart and my mind. And, you know, Evie and I both have been having these ongoing discussions about family and faith mm-hmm. and business and all those things. And um anyways, <clears throat> this last week, I really felt the Holy Spirit started convicting me and speaking to me about how many uh, areas of my life that I had partnered with fear and just allowed, like you know, the spirit of fear to take over my mind and and take over the way that I was viewing a lot of things. You know, I, I think over the past, like four or five years, there's been so many traumatic events that we've experienced and walked through that have like really taken a shot at my faith and, uh, has, has caused me to like wrestle and grapple through so much. Um, and one of those things was, you know, fear versus faith. And, yeah, I just I felt like the Holy Spirit was just saying, uh, you know, going into this season, I really want you to begin to partner with faith in a whole new way, like just approaching everything with, you know, the the silly phrase, but the glass being, you know, half full, you know, not half empty, but looking at life with expectancy, looking at life with belief and coming from, you know, somebody who's been through you know these different, these series of different traumatic events, which we can go into detail about at another time. Um, I know how annoying it can be to hear that coming from somebody, like totally. when somebody's just like, "Hey, look, just look at it like you know, with a glass." You know, half full. Yeah, God <laughs> is faithful. Yeah, God is faithful, and you're totally. just like, I know it, but exactly. I have these deep things I'm wrestling with, and I feel like if anything, we've just been in a wrestling match for so long.
1: Yeah, for five years. Yeah. And, and I think that's something you just touched on that was really, really good. Um, is like, what does it practically look like? Because yeah. I feel like for uh, in the last two weeks, our family, the whole world is obviously in this huge transition phase and it's an invitation to grow. But for us specifically, Zach took this new position and it requires him to be gone for two weeks, come home for two weeks. Yeah. And it was so interesting because I noticed in you, like in the snap of a day, um, zach and i are both naturally pretty skeptical yeah to be honest like our first um our first view on things is usually the glass is half empty to be honest like we can we've always been positive we've always been able to see like the fingerprints of where god is moving but even in the same breath we can still see um areas of needing improvement and whatnot and in one day i noticed this huge change in you um i could tell just first off through your text but then on the phone with you, mm. you had literally no reason to be excited or hopeful like <laughs> with the situation you were in. Yeah. But you were like, it was so crazy because just in the spirit of what you were texting even, you were like, I'm believing that God is the God of abundance and mm. this and like, and it's been a long time. I was telling him in the kitchen when we were originally talking about this today, I was like, that would, it had been a long time since I'd seen you with that tone. For and sure. would you say the only thing that was really like, was seeing it half, half full? would you say that was the practicalness of actually choosing faith over fear in a situation that didn't make any sense? like walk yeah. me through the practical part of
0: that to be honest, I think it was a it's been a fight or flight moment in just our lives right now and uh, just uh, so many different things closing in on us practically uh, spiritually like you know just there's a lot of adversity still even right now and it was just this moment where I realized like, okay, my back is literally against the rope, so to say. And I have two options, like to just let this thing beat me down or to fight back and to actually have courage again, to have hope again, to have faith again. And I think so many times in our lives, we just let whatever it is beat us down, you know, take us out and continue to just be in that like low state of thinking and that low spiritual posture mm-hmm. of just fear. And in that moment i was i was just like i'm you know i'm a fighter like i'm not gonna let this thing beat me down regardless of what it looks like because again like you said against you know against hope so to say the circumstances were saying don't hope and so for me i just decided like i'm just gonna believe like god is who he says he is in that moment it was back to the basics of like god is faithful god is good Mm -hmm. you know god hasn't brought me to this place to break me or to leave me. He's brought me to this place to build me up and to inspire faith in me again. And so I think that's like, you know, where I was, it's like when it comes down to it and you're really having everything on the line, yeah. are you going to believe, you know, or are you just going to continue to doubt? Cause like you said, like we've, you know, doubted for, you know, so long in so many different areas and maybe you can even yeah, touch that's, on that. That's
1: something that I was just going to ask you is like, In our hard season, in our hard last five years, obviously we've doubted a lot, but we've still had faith and I never want to water that down. But with that same thing, it's weird how, it's weird how we've had faith in like these little tiny inch of a moments to get us to where we're at. But even that it's still, we still now can look back and be like, wow, we really could have done that better. Like we totally. see how much more we doubted rather than yeah. our moments of faith. And yeah. so it's interesting how like literally the mustard seed amount of faith will get you through. But there, like you were saying, like we really have um, there's been moments of thriving and victory. But for the most part, it feels like the last five years has been very um, surviving mode. Right. And I feel like in the last two weeks, you took this huge swing to like, no, like we're no longer going to survive yeah. in this uh, capacity. Like we are going to go above and beyond and it doesn't make any sense. The season we're in, yeah, it, I don't know. It's just so weird how you can not have, are fi- you going to feel like you're having faith right in hard seasons, but then you look back and you're like, that right. was like, was that extreme nativity night? Na- what is the word?
0: Naivety. Naivety. Yeah. Is that or
1: it, like, and that's the other qu- question I totally. have to ask you is yeah. like, how come, how come sometimes when you like, what does it mean when there's like, just believe it, like just say it till yeah. you believe it. And yeah. like, and it's like, well, but my heart is not like in sync with that. And I don't, sure. I feel like I'm sabotaging my own heart. But then at the same yeah. time, my heart is not, the dictator and compass of truth
0: for sure he is.
1: And so I struggle yeah. with that whole question of like, um, no, no, I'm not saying name and claim it faith. That's a whole different conversation, right. but I'm saying yeah, the yeah. thing that we hear so declaration, often, like declaration. declaring, and, and that was something you, you specifically the word texted. Over yeah. Yeah. You were yeah, like, yeah. I'm declaring this. And I remember thinking, wow, we haven't declared something in a long time <laughs> because we hadn't really taken that <laughs> totally. stance totally. for a long time. We were like, I just feel like God is having us in this. He wants us to sit in it and that's yeah. okay. And it hurts. But yeah. So, um, yeah, kind of, I want you to kind of unfold because I love when you talk about um, pain and how it comes alongside faith and all that. But yeah. talk to me about the difference between extreme negativity and faith and what is the difference between the two because both <laughs> don't really make sense.
0: <laughs> it's kind of hard. Like, I, I don't really know. I feel like I I swing back and forth on that, you know, when it comes to, like, what is naive and what is faith, like... I know. I almost feel like sometimes they go hand in hand in ways. It's like when uh, yesterday, okay, this is a good example. Yesterday we were outside, you know, and uh, you know some family was over. We're all hanging out out front, and Asa picked up a centipede, or actually not a centipede, a millipede. The like brownish orange ones with like a billion legs, and they had like the huge like uh-huh. look like they have pinchers up top. And the first thing I thought was like, oh, like. I don't want to grab that. But then I remembered like when I was a kid, like I used to pick those up all the time and here he is. And he thinks it's a cool thing in the world. Right. But at some point someone taught me like not to pick those up and that they were dangerous, even though they're not, they're really not. Right. But he's naive to that, you know, perspective. Right. He's naive to think that, you know, that thing could hurt him. Yeah. And so, you know,
1: curiosity triumphs right rationality
0: right yeah a lot of the times like curiosity will guide us and lead us to somewhere where just being logical and rational won't right sometimes being rational and logical protects us from getting hurt by certain things that curiosity would you know cause us to be in harm or pain so it's like it's just such a nuanced you know perspective but Mm -hmm. i think when it comes to faith i think that Ah, Man, I don't know. It's hard to just say for sure. But I feel like it more for me, it's more going to have to err on the side of like somewhat being naive of what can and can't happen Uh and being the judge of that. Because truthfully, like as humans, we can't actually be the judges in a good way of like what is going to happen and what is not going to happen. Right. We don't know. No one predicted this 2020. Right. God knew this 2020 was coming. Right. But we like to think that we have control over all these little things and also these big things but really at the end of the day we don't and so you could even create the argument that it's like naive to think that you can control things so true you could say that it's naive to think that you know what's going to happen in a year and so i think with that in mind like i want to err on the side of like being naive to believe god for more and being naive and foolish to believe god can do things that are Mm -hmm. ridiculous Mm -hmm. versus Where I think you and I have kind of been sitting, which is more of a like reserved and logical perspective, which I don't think there's anything wrong with with using your your mind and thinking. I love that. It's one of my favorite things to do. But at the same time, I think it's silly to uh, believe that we can think on God's level. And that we can imagine what he is imagining for us. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's silly. Mm -hmm. So,
1: And I think even often you and I talk about how many seasons we've been like radically disappointed. Right. And, um, you know, you hear a lot of speakers or whatever perspectives saying like, we, we're not you're not allowed to feel that way and then right. other people are saying no it, that's okay it's just making sure you know for sure but i think that's almost even fruit of actually having real faith because te- isn't technically the definition of faith having hope for the things unseen yeah right and so of course if you have a hope that is let down um there will be disappointment mm-hmm. and so That's almost like sometimes when we found ourselves in hard situations where we've been like, wow, like IVF is a perfect example. We had everything, it was this huge miracle of it being fully paid for, this huge clinical trial. (laughs) And then after months of injections, we get it yanked from under our feet. And that for that was the the trial. Yeah. And it was like $20,000 gone and all these chemicals in my body and, you know, all those And who knows what's going
0: to happen next. Yeah.
1: And you and I sat on the floor in our room and I was like, I just feel so mad at God. And I felt like, up through all of the honest crap that we had dealt with, that was for the first time where I actually could identify, no, I feel mad at you, God, because that doesn't make sense, and that disappointed me, and so that was evidence that I did have faith for this one thing, or not, I don't know if you could classify that as faith, see, that's where I struggle, because then, you know, later it worked out beautifully, and and our journey has been obviously different than what we originally examined, but it's been, you know, really neat nonetheless, and so I would, I guess through verbally processing that it would be faith is that obviously God is in control and that he's sovereign and that he's writing a story only he could tell. But, um, it's the hope that would, um, kind of be the thing that lets you lock in or allows you to be disappointed. So there's all these different and like to have hope, you have to have courage. And like, there's almost this food chain of faith in a way of like, it has to feast on this for, to create this. Yeah. To create this. For sure. And so it's
0: definitely an ecosystem.
1: And it's also a whole nother thing, a whole nother conversation of how it's so much easier for you and I to have faith for other people.
0: Yeah. This is this is something I wanted to circle back around to. Yeah. like what you're about to talk oh, about. I want to ask you a question. Oh, people come to you
1: and I all the time asking us to pray for these extreme hard things because right. they know we've been through them. Right. And we're like, oh, are you kidding me? In the same yeah. way that you people share insecurities and you're like, you cannot seriously believe that you right. are this way. Yeah, like yeah. we see you so different. But it's like, why is it easier for me to sit here and contend for somebody else? But then when it comes to me or you and I, right. or our marriage or our family, we're like, ugh, I right. don't know.
0: And, and so I want to ask you, like, what is your take on... So earlier you said that, uh, you don't want to water down how much faith we've had throughout the past like five years that we're talking because we have and you're right, but we've also been so doubtful in other areas. So I wanted to ask you like, you know, what do you think about having faith for certain things, right? Like maybe it's like faith for a job opportunity or faith Mm -hmm. for like, you know, finances to come through, but then when it comes down to maybe something smaller, um, like restoring a relationship. Like yeah. like God can't restore relationships even though that's what he's most concerned about, right? Right. Like maybe there's no faith for that, right? Like
1: Totally. So like
0: what is your perspective or maybe someone else comes to us and we have all this faith for them but not, you know, for ourselves. So, you know, talking yeah. about that kind of balance of having faith like a lot of faith for certain things, but not for other things. Like, what what do you think about all that, and where are you at? In your
1: I mind? think my first thought when you were saying like if you're comparing it like relationships versus healing or right. finances or something like that, um, there's something about once you personally walk through something, then yeah. you're able to rationally, like we were saying early, like earlier, you can almost create the equation of like oh no I've seen him do this xyz and this is how he did it that person was willing this person was willing if two willing people like you kind right. of um make it into this equation but then even for finances for some reason I don't know why it's so hard to have faith for finances because God has over and over miraculously shown up for us and bring brought in provision for through our kids like you know when we're bringing our kids home from West Africa all the different things And then yet still time and time we're like, oh oh my gosh, like I find myself worrying or um, jobs or ministry opportunity or whatever. It's like, oh my gosh. And so it's weird how you can watch God restore a relationship and, um, and like believe for that. But then in other areas, it's always impossible. And you always categorize God as like, or you put him in this area of like, ugh, like I have faith that he could do it, but like, like, and that's the other question too, is like, does faith hinge on my attitude sometimes? Like, can I have a bad attitude and still have faith? Because sometimes I'll feel myself just honestly wanting to sulk or wanting to just be like, "Ugh, this kind of sucks. But in the same breath, can I still have faith that he's like going to get me through or he's going to restore that relationship? So as far as, um, like having the faith for two different things, it's, or for somebody else in those different things, it's weird how once you walk through it, usually you can have the perspective of like oh no 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 like god's gonna bring you through that trust me like he did for us he totally will but then table switched on you and you're back in the hot seat of needing a miracle or whatever and then all of a sudden you're like ugh! and it's just so annoying that's the thing about faith is there's no short-term long-term memory it is by a case-by-case situation all the time yeah And you can, and that's the reason why over and over in the Bible, it says, remember back, remember back, remember back because your faith has no concept of often remembering back or your, I shouldn't say your faith, your faith does your brain and your natural flesh for some reason, cannot look back and always just instantly apply it to your current situation because of the humanness in us. Absolutely. And so it's weird how, yeah, yeah.
0: no, that's really good. As you're talking about it, what I'm thinking about is I'm thinking about weightlifting. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about how, you know, each different lift requires different muscles. So, if you're really if you're really strong in bench pressing, let's uh-huh. say, you're not necessarily going to be strong in squatting. It yeah. doesn't translate, you right. know, from lift to lift. You have to build the whole body right. in order mm-hmm. to have strength in each lift.
1: That's such a good point.
0: And as you were talking, what I was thinking about is is a couple of things, which is, you know, when you're breaking different barriers of weight, like if you're doing like heavier lifting, Like, the guys that do a lot of weight, they have to break one barrier before they can jump to another. So let's just say, like, a guy is deadlifting, like, 500 pounds. Like, he's not just going to get up there and deadlift 500 pounds. He's going to have to work his way to weightlift those 500 pounds, and then he'll actually be able to do that eventually. And I feel like that's how these different trials are, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's why you're so confident on the other side of a certain trial, because you've lifted it before. Like, God has given you the grace and the strength and everything to lift it, to get through it, right? But, but next time you're going to have to, you know, deadlift like 550, Yeah. right? It's like a trial that's even like yeah. harder, like one that you can't conceive of. And so it's like you literally are never prepared for the next trial unless you stay in the gym, right? N- and yes. so when you get out of the gym, it's crazy how quickly you lose, <laughs> lose muscle it. and strength. Which is
1: what you were saying in the kitchen today. You were like five years ago. We were believing for this thing and it was second nature in our breath. Totally. Um, And you know, even the comparison is five years ago, you and I were always seeing signs and wonders because we were on the mission field. True. And so there's such a correlation of exposing your heart and your eyes to the reality of the world and seeing God move. (sighs) Mm -hmm. and, And then, and remember, you were a perfect example. Five years ago, we were full time missionaries. Started the adoption process, living off of full support. But you and I yeah. believed God for anything. Yeah. Like we were like, totally. oh, I mean, you know, people, you were praying for everyone left and right. Someone totally. had a broken bone. You're like, nothing's off limits here. Totally. And then along the way, you were saying in the kitchen, you're like, it's so weird now, you know, starting a new nonprofit with same heart, same, all these different things. But for some reason, there's this fear in us of like, oh, gosh, because now, right. like we were saying earlier rationally we're like oh yeah. but all these things and there's a global pandemic and all there's no reason to and you know <laughs> and our pandemic. first thought is to in, dismiss sure. and excuse all of these things yeah but there's such a correlation with being out and seeing what god is doing outside of a little tiny bubble
0: no, no seeing your faith totally
1: directly and I you're totally in the gym your, your spiritual muscles yeah. are flexed and then you get into it for the ring and you're like i'm ready to fight
0: yeah yeah absolutely and like you know just physically speaking the only way muscles are built is by stressing them right right and so spiritually speaking you know it has to be true too like the only way your faith is built that muscle of your faith is by stressing it and like when you go and it hurts (laughs) yeah it's painful when you go through these different trials though you know it really does produce an endurance it really does produce a hope it really does produce something that you know, is, is there that has grit, you know, that you can actually be honest with God Mm -hmm. about being mad at him because something didn't happen, but you don't have to turn that madness into bitterness and run from him. You can be mad, deal with it directly, go to the throne room with Him, talk about it, get mad. Yeah. And then, and yeah. And like, watch how patiently he responds to you when you're mad. And then have that conversation of like...
1: And then that builds your faith.
0: Right. And that's how you get in the gym, right? That's how you get in the gym spiritually. And, you know, if we're honest, right? Like we have been like, maybe, do you want to say like, Treadmill Christians, like on a like you know like is that too harsh? I don't feel like that's pretty harsh. (laughs) I feel like that's harsh, but I'm really hard on myself. You're so hard on yourself. But (laughs) but like you know what I mean though. I mean, like it hasn't been. We haven't been crossfitting in the spirit. You know what I mean, like or powerlifting (laughs) in the spirit to say the least. Well,
1: it's because you and I know what we're capable of, and so even our (laughs) no, in the sense of like you and I, we have. I mean, when I met you, for example, you and I fell in love. Yeah overseas, you know, seeing a global, an underground church yeah. awaken, like yeah. you all, our entire history and like timeline of our relationship, you and I were on fuego, like <laughs> fuego, fuego. For
0: sure. So
1: then, um, The, you know, the reality of life does come. I wouldn't ever categorize this as treadmill Christians (laughs) (laughs) because that's pretty savage. Look, I was just... (laughs) But... I'm just trying to think of... In my head, a treadmill Christian is like maybe praised... A couple times a month. Like, you yeah, and I, no, we've sure. always been soaked in no, prayer. we sure, for sure. I would... But you're right. We were not... Um, I'm just saying
0: we're a little out of shape. That's all I'm trying to <laughs> exactly, say. Like I'm just trying word to word. say we're <laughs> out of shape. Treadmill
1: Christians. Let's title that this episode That would Treadmill be a good Christians. book, Treadmill Christians. You might be out of something, actually. But... But, yeah, I think that... The, what you're trying what you were saying is no we have not been running at the pace that you and i have and that's because we conditioned at some point we had slowed down the meter on the on the you know whatever the treadmill and it's like you and i are capable of going faster and you know there's a season of just like having to run at a different pace but running at a different pace doesn't mean you know, like, like the commitment to the to the race, because I think sometimes Got you.
0: like the like the how fast running doesn't necessarily um, different seasons equate be different to your commitment. Sp- yes. Speed
1: yeah. does not equal commitment. Commitment yeah. or durability, no, oh, for sure, yeah, or strength for sure. even, for sure. Um, you don't have to run fast to be efficient, but you have to commit to staying on the treadmill, and that's the beautiful thing about right. us. Is you and I've never got off. Right, we've always been faithful enough to stay on and to be steadfast. I think right. that's something that is like yeah. your st- your superpower actually is your steadfastness. Mm. But in that same breath, we have, you know, yeah. been lazy. For sure. So for sure. And I and I think, um. It's funny because somebody asked us, you know, the number one question you and I always get is about adoption, which a lot of the content we talk about is going to be surrounding that. For sure. Um, But... You and I always get questions about it. And just this morning, a DM, somebody asked a bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. And my first thought was like, oh, my gosh, like I forget all the stuff just in our adoption season alone or the process or the uh, leading up to going to West Africa to get Birdie and Asa. I forget about all the many wars that you and I had of just having to believe for so many things and so many different possibilities needing to be conquered. And I was reading in my journal actually a couple of days ago, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about that. And it's crazy how now I look at it and I'm like, dang, I don't know if I have the faith now, after going through what we went through to adopt again from Liberia at this mm. exact moment. If God asked us to do that, obviously we would right, right away. But it's crazy how once you go through it, all of a sudden you're like, oh gosh, like. Yeah. And that's when the girls asked me those questions. I was like, dang, like I just commend you. Like adoption is so beautiful, and you're gonna go after it. it's gonna be beautiful. But my first response was like, dang, I forgot how hard that was. I don't know after going through it if I could do it again. But the reality is, is we could, you know, like God, if he entered you into that ring, was like, ding, ding, ding. Then it's like game on.
0: Right. And so I think this is where faith begins to mature because, you know, you think about what gave us the, the ability to go adopt the first time was being slightly naive.
1: I was just going to say that. Okay,
0: So you're following me. So (laughs) we're slightly naive to like how the process would go. We were so naive. (laughs) Totally. Slightly is very kind. But so we dove into it and we go and we adopt, right? But what we learned on the other side is how much strength we have and how much grace God gives you, mm-hmm. right? When you act in faith. And I think that's, you know, that's the thing about having a mature faith is now you know what it's going to take, right? Now you know, yeah. right? Are you going to get back out there and mm-hmm. do what is required of faith again to do? Mm-hmm. Even though you know how hard, excuse me, how hard it's going to be right. and how much pain you're going to go through. Yeah. Cuz you have to think about it when like the apostles were beaten the first time they probably were a little naive mm-hmm. of like how harsh some of the people might have been to them right and didn't know how like far these people would take it beating them yeah. you know and then they underestimated
1: af- the pain of a punch i'm sure
0: sure rocks yeah right like that's what i'm thinking about yeah, for like sure. throwing rocks at them and stuff yeah. but then it's like now you know the pain right like now you know the resistance that's
1: why it's easier to say no after you've been through it
0: right so now the mature faith right it's like gets back out there with the pain in mind and like almost like takes it head on. So it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny how those relate so much And you were saying this
1: earlier in the kitchen. I can't remember the exact phrase. It was like total drop them, quote, retweet. But you were like, I'm so tired of not risking. And I think that that is also a kind of contingency on that maturity of faith you were just saying is because... You get into this place into a friendship with the holy spirit where all of a sudden you know the importance of that risk right and even you can weigh out the oh this is scary and right. i've already gone through this before and i that was really hard i don't want to do it again and i know the pain of a stone or pain of a punch or whatever right but then you still have that supernatural peace and magnet would you not say like it's addicting that oh, risk sure. and like our pastor for always sure. says Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. For sure. But you were saying in the kitchen, you were like, I'm so tired of not taking that risk. Yeah.
0: What, what I was saying is, you know, something that the Lord spoke to me last week was that I will only ever feel alive when I'm taking a risk because in order to have faith, like true faith, you always have to be taking a risk. Mm-hmm. And that's something that has always resonated, me through, you know, resonated with me throughout my walk is like being a risk taker, jumping in faith, leaping in faith actually putting yourself in a position that requires the impossible to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's when like, I feel most alive, but it's also coincidentally the time where I have the deepest peace. So it's like, what, what is stronger? The peace that surpasses all understanding or circumstances. And you only know, like you can read that in the Bible, (laughs) but you only know the truth of that answer when you're in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like when you're in that moment where, Mm -hmm. Literally, everything is on the line for real. Everything is on the line. Your mortgage, your bills, your, you know, if your kids are going to eat, if you're going to eat like everything when everything is on the line, you know, and it could be less than that. Right. Like depending on what season you're in, but where I'm at. Right. When everything is all in and you're looking at your hand at the poker table, so to say, like what's going to what's going to outweigh what? the peace that surpasses all understanding Mm -hmm. or the circumstances. And for me, it's always that peace because when I'm risking it, Mm -hmm. I feel God's peace more than anything. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm like calculating everything and like life is actually like paid for, right. All the bills are paid for. Oh, for sure. like, I've got excess money to spend. We can travel wherever we want to travel. Right. Like
1: financial stability is, it's so easy to translate as it is. It it's is. like, oh that's a peaceful place, and it feels peaceful. That's what sucks.
0: <sighs> but it's not. <laughs> no. It's like it has its place in all of that. For sure. But it's just not like supreme. It's right. not the it's not the head. It's not, you know, the most important. You know what I mean? Totally. Like that
1: I mean the most peaceful seasons that we've ever been in have been when we had absolutely no money. Yeah had absolutely nothing to our name right like we didn't own many things before and that's often what how we've talked ourselves out of a lot of the risks that we felt god
0: over the past five years has asked us to do
1: yeah saying hey i'm I'm commissioning you to do this and then being like oh sorry but we've got kids to feed right and it's like as if he didn't take that into consideration (laughs) (laughs) you know he's totally he's um bridged he's knitted us to the nation yeah and um yeah and we've openly just out of survival mode yeah totally ignored a lot of those things and so it's just been crazy how we just talk ourselves out of
0: for sure and i I think of a lot a lot of it though is like us trying to reconcile like what is being responsible like what you know how what is my role in being responsible and being a good steward and Mm -hmm. what is god's role in providing or opening doors right so it's like it's that like tension of being a co-laborer with god i know because honestly like there is definitely a negligent christianity that exists uh, right sure. a negligent relationship that with God, I, I've where it's like in yeah totally so often. so have i like yeah. that's how i became aware of it was right. like understanding yeah. like oh that's super negligent oh god's just gonna show up like
1: yeah
0: it's not quite that simple right like god's not just gonna show up when when god wanted to feed the multitude he didn't just show up quote unquote right he actually like got physical objects, broke them and then had the disciples go around physically mm-hmm. with those objects, bread and fish right. and break those. So they'd multiply. So totally. there's definitely the
1: practical. Yeah. There's a, there's God a practical role. Have.
0: Yeah. We play in it. And I think, I think a lot of the past five years has been us trying to navigate that. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it look like yeah. to, mm-hmm. to co-labor And with we've God. been in a
1: big season of rest, obviously. Yeah. Um, So many learning curves. I was thinking that this morning, actually, in my quiet time, I was thinking how I was so grateful that God is so into, obviously, all knowing and sovereign, but he is so aware of the timeline of this because Mm -hmm. I was thinking, wow, I'm so thankful that Zach and I have been through so many different seasons and so many trials. And I'm so thankful that him and I did not try and start a ministry together. In the middle of that. In the middle of it. I was like kinking, you know, because we, oh and we'll gosh. get into this, but, you know, two years ago was the hardest, 2018 was the hardest so year for much our, marriage. Need to happen in our marriage. So our marriage is fully broken. I mean, there's so many pivotal people that really helped stitch it back together. But, Thank you I was all. thinking of yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of can you imagine us trying to start a ministry in that season, um, like yeah, that would have been terrible. And not even like even us being so young and there's so much room for us to always continue to grow and all that. But I just think wow, I'm so thankful that this is the season that God's asking us to plant our yeah, feet and speak for sure, and and speak and share kind of our experiences and perspectives. So <clears throat> yeah, oh.
0: yeah, I think it's I think it's important. To go to war before you start sharing war stories. Totally. Right. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people that speak from theory, you know, and I've been guilty of speaking from totally. theory in so many different ways, that's right? A good way. You know, like speaking from theory. And I don't think it's bad to always, you know, necessarily speak from theory. But when you start leading out of theory, I think that's when it can get dangerous. Like, you don't wanna go to war with a guy who has theory about war strategy like you probably want to go to war with a well, guy studied
1: it but he didn't actually apply it
0: right Yes. you know it's like you want to be led by a general who's been on the field and seen some action like who's 100%. been in war and so i think that it's important it mm-hmm. was important for us to like win some battles some mm-hmm. really big spiritual battles mm-hmm. um you know around our marriage around like family around finances around stewardship and i'm just realizing this now as we're talking mm-hmm. about it but it was so important that we went through all those pillars and actually defeated these you know things of opposition before we started a ministry you know sure. which sounds like duh mm-hmm. but i think a lot of the times we think we've accomplished more than we really have you <laughs> know sure. and we think because we like you know we've done a lot of things we like have, there's been a yeah. lot that we've done in life yeah. and we've seen a lot of really amazing yeah. things and um yeah, God showed up in some incredible ways. But, you know, obviously there was more. <laughs> Which is a whole needed. So other you're right. Podcasts. I'm so glad. This would be that- so
1: funny. You guys, this is the funny thing about Zach is that as long as I've known him, <laughs> I've now known you a decade, uh-huh. a little maybe more than 20, 20, 2010 is when I met you. Yeah. So we've now been years. friends for 10 years. Yeah. Been together seven of those years. Oh, wait. Eight, eight. Almost eight of those years. I don't know. And, um... And for the last, so right when I I'm met him, on, the edge on, of my seat. on fire for the Lord, on fire, like, just, you guys, like, he could save a brick wall when I met him. I was like this. I've never met somebody so on fire for the Lord. Like, no one was off limits. No one was out of the reach of, like, God moving. So then... um he got really into business, which is a huge gift on his life. He's a huge entrepreneur. I mean, he, his mom tells stories of how he would sell rocks or cement, actually, not even rocks. He would sell broken cement door to door when he was a little boy and people <laughs> would pay for it. So, Zach has this huge entrepreneurial spirit, which is a huge heartbeat of kind of igniting my entrepreneurial spirit, which was really fun because I didn't know I had that. But all that to say, he's tapping his fingers right now because he doesn't know what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> a couple months ago, I remember you sat down and you looked at me and you were like, babe. I've been trying to run and hide from ministry, so to speak. And you were like, I just, I know I'm supposed to step into that. Yeah. And I, and you always knew you would, you never, ever watered that down and you never, but for a long time you, we kind of both assumed it would be ministry through the, um, almost like anointing or whatever through business. Yeah.
0: It'd be like ministry through the provision of, yes. Exactly. Which Which still
1: could happen, but it's so funny how, you know, he, and he looked, I remember I was like, oh my gosh, like this has been years of, I'm like, guys, if anyone needs to be in ministry, which Zach just, he isn't made for the church walls. And so that's why, like when people ask, what's your husband's like? I'm like, um, like he's not, he's made for like downtown or like the park or like a Drake concert. Like he's not intimidated by people's you know, wherever they come from. That's why
0: pain or their job. Totally. Yeah. yeah, You're
1: so good at that. And I'm very classic when you quote unquote, I'm using air quotes right now, ministry, meaning like, let's go to a women's conference. I'd love to speak into your heart. And like, you know, I'm totally like that. It's amazing. Stigma of what we think ministry is like. And so you've taught me so much about that, but it's so amazing now because Zach is finally in this place of like being like, I'm stepping fully into it and no longer disqualifying me or even seeing that my door into it was through another avenue. Like yeah. you are just anointed yeah. for it because you're anointed for it because your heart is submitted and surrendered yeah. to him, you know, and right. to have faith for it. And so it's neat because even him being on this podcast, to be honest, like this wouldn't normally be like,
0: no this like is what you're
1: saying, right?
0: Well, it's really what it comes down to is that I was hoping that, <laughs> this is so funny to even say, like, it's so funny to say i was hoping that we could do ministry comfortably
1: totally
0: that's simple like if i could just articulate That's it, a
1: good way to put it right
0: because i've it's exhausting
1: I've, fundraising well
0: just <laughs> i've just seen the way mission. that like certain people do ministry and honestly like there are cases i've seen that I don't think they're doing it the right way where basically I feel, I feel that they're not honoring the finances coming into the ministry, not stewarding it. Right. They're always in lack.
1: It's just, yeah. Sometimes it's odd. Yeah. Yeah,
0: And, and I know everybody's on their journey and you know, we're all growing, but I was, I was just in my head, I'm thinking like, I don't want to do ministry that way. And so being logical back to the logic thing Mm -hmm. and thinking it through, not necessarily operating out of faith fully, but I would say mainly logic with like 20% faith attached to oh, it, literally. right? I'm thinking like, okay, if we just work hard for, you know, two to four years, yeah. we can save up enough, totally. generate enough revenue, generate right. streams of revenue yeah. that'll help fund, yeah. you know, a nonprofit. profit <laughs> totally. And it's like, God's like, no, I want to teach you a lot through doing business. But the one thing that it's not going to be is it's not going to be, you know, some the huge source of funding right. for your ministry. I want you to do the business and the ministry in tandem, mm-hmm. in hand in hand, you know. So, huh, who else did that? I think his name was Paul. Yeah. Like, he built tents in did ministry. Like, right. it's funny how, you know, I was in my mind wanting to recreate the will and thinking like, I don't know. It's that's just so funny. funny. It's just really funny. So that's like where I've been at.
1: Comfortable. That's the perfect way to put it. Comfortably do ministry. And I
0: see people that comfortably do ministry. Right. And honestly, I'm like, good for you. Like,
1: well, and I think that's for a also, long time. But it's
0: obviously not like what. The Lord wants us to do. It's so easy
1: to like look at people in ministry and being like, they're on a vacation once a year. And it's like, well, of course, and you and I, I love that. Yeah. No. Well, you and I have always been like, shoot, drive whatever car you want, do whatever. Go on vacation. We've always felt that way. Yeah. But you know, you and I have had the the audience and the the perspective where people are like, I can't believe you do this. And like you and I have been, that's one of the voices that hinged us to kind of use that method. That drove me a lot. Yeah, because yeah. we're like, okay, first off, you don't understand that this was an amazing deal or whatever. Like right, you and I, right, and right. we value rest and right. those special moments so right. much that it's like we felt like we did need to have a whole other way of income to allow for those things for our family. For sure. But which reality is that goes back to honored stewardship with also having the faith that God is resurrecting or speaking or awakening this one thing. with right. all. Like there's so many things cooking on the burner, right? Totally. And it's like, yeah. gosh, this could be like a five-hour five episode. But... <laughs>
0: How long is it
1: 42 minutes that's great not bad that's great
0: that's actually really good
1: yeah so anything you want to end on in regards to faith in regards to um anything we've touched on no
0: not really i mean i think uh yeah i think we're all on this journey trying to understand how to be a human yeah and the best way to understand how to be human is you know being in relationship with you know the Father and learning mm-hmm. from Holy Spirit, and looking mm-hmm. at Jesus as an example. Um, but that's way easier said than done. I was just going to say, so, so somebody's
1: listening to this, just really, really quick in yeah. a simple, short way. Someone's like, I, I A, don't have a community. We're in okay. the middle of a pandemic. I don't have a, I can't go see people. Yeah. Um, I also feel, I am um, i don't know, maybe they're not even in, you know, <laughs> we have listeners all over the world. Right. So sometimes you and I have the filter in American mindset, but maybe sure. somebody's in, who knows, and yeah. somebody says, Zach, I don't even know what that means to have faith. Like, I don't even know what it means to have a relationship with the Father. I don't what are you even saying? Like, what is that? How do you partner with faith when you have no community, yeah. no, no history? Like
0: I want you to answer that too. Okay. I'm gonna answer it and okay. then I want you to answer it. All right. For me, what I would say is it's so case to case, it's so individualized that there's really no easy way to answer that question because it really is like a one-on-one thing. Um, But let's say like you're a person that doesn't have, you know, a community and maybe you're not surrounded by a bunch of people and you don't know how to exercise your faith. Do something that makes you uncomfortable, you know, and I'll be more specific about that. Maybe like you're very financially conservative. Like maybe be very generous to a need in your community with your finances. That's going to make you feel uncomfortable. Like going to make you have that little flutter in your heart. Like, I don't know how it makes sense. I don't know how I can give this much money, you know, like maybe go do that or maybe scrap the finances. Maybe you're really timid and don't like to talk to people. Right. And like you get really nervous when you talk to strangers, find somebody and give them a compliment. Like really yeah. simple, like just give them a compliment, encourage yeah. them. Hey, look, I just want you to know that you've got a lot of value. You know, mm-hmm. you would be sh- shocked and surprised how many people don't hear that they're valued, yeah. right? So that's that's a small step in doing that. Yeah. Or maybe maybe you don't like you know maybe you don't like doing that, um, or maybe you don't have uh, you know finances to give. Well, maybe prepare a meal for yeah. a family or a neighbor or somebody yeah. in need, right? Do something that's out of your comfort zone, that's practical, that's tied to blessing somebody. And what I mean by blessing somebody is, you know, just boosting their value, raising their worth, like literally showing them that they're valued, showing them that they are worthy. Uh, I think that's a good place to start. So
1: That's good. And what about you? Um, While you're talking, I was just looking up, I think it's in, I want to say the... um, passion translation maybe or maybe the message version but in Romans I think it's like faith comes by service Mm. you know that you know and so I think what what I was just thinking of what you were saying was while you're talking um, to exercise that's the best answer I feel like to give is faith comes from service that is the best way to exercise faith regardless of what season you're in whether there's a pandemic whether you have a community whether you feel understood whether you honestly don't know if you believe or not serve serve somebody mm. and then the faith will feed that and it will yeah, grow. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how you start to garden faith in your heart is just by giving. Yeah. And I think, um, obviously financial giving is the most, the heart for, uh, I would say for you and I it used to be the easiest for you and I we would be like, are you kidding? Like Zach would empty your bank account. And I'd be like, Zach and he'd be like, God told me to. And then we'd be like, okay. And now obviously with a family is different, but, um, different in the sense of, We usually connect before necessarily instantly giving, right? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) But um, all that to say, I think my answer would be to echo what you said. um, Give, 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 give things away. And I think the other thing for my specific walk is I think that's what's been so precious that I've developed a friendship with the Holy Spirit is in my time of prayer. For a long time... (laughs) <laughs> when you first are getting to know somebody, there's so much getting to know. So you're reading yeah. about, you know, and you're in the word and you're in the word and you're in the word. Right. And that is so crucial to faith because how can you have faith when you don't even know Jesus? And how do you yeah, know Jesus sure. other than obviously you're talking with community and prayer, but knowing the word absolutely like 2019 you know i read the bible from the beginning to the end remember how i was telling you things I, I was so embarrassed i would read these stories to zach and i'd right. be like zach did you know absalom or like i would read these stories right. and zach's like yeah babe Of course, I knew that story. And I'm like, I had no idea. I I mean, you you weren't that savage. But I was like blown away at how many things I had never read. Totally in love with Jesus. Totally surrendered to him. But still, I'm reading things I'd never read. And I, I, I fell in love with God's word last year so much. It was such an anchor. For sure. And so being in the word and then letting that translate into your prayer time. That's what's been so special. I feel like this year with the amount of disappointment that we've specific disappointments this year is me being able to be to the place with Jesus where I can be honest with him about in the same way where I feel like it's been broke through with you for a long time. I would be nervous to be honest with you because I didn't want to upset you. Or I was just like, "Ugh, this is, I don't want to go there. This kind of, I know my emotions aren't being honest. And so I don't want to even acknowledge this is so dumb, but being able to take that honesty and, taking it to the throne and, bringing, and saying, hey, I felt like you were this way. I need you to walk me through this one. And the thing about Jesus, is he always talks to us back. And he gives us an answer and he gives us <laughs> scripture to read on. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I'm not so alone. He's walking yeah. me through this. And when you can walk through hard seasons, or it's like really the best way to explain it is our coach in the corner of a boxing ring. And you go back in breaks and he tells you what to fix. He tells you what to, mm-hmm. where are your, where the enemy trying to come at you, yeah. you know, all these things. And then you go sure. back a little bit more prepared. Uh, and so yeah, obviously so service just because I'm black and white yeah, as really far good. as understanding things, um, Service, the word, yeah, and then honest prayer,
0: yeah. And I think I think that there's you know probably generally speaking two camps of people: some that just read their Bible all the time and and don't get out there and actually exercise their faith, yep. Right. And then there's another group that's always exercising their faith, but not necessarily reading the word, mm-hmm. right. And so I think it just depends on mm-hmm. you know what group you might fall into, or you know maybe you say don't put me in a group, don't put me in a box. Mm-hmm. Well, which one do you relate to more? Yeah. You know. Which one? Because I would say that'd be like, don't put me in a box. Yeah. But it's like because <laughs> totally. I do both. I read my word and I <laughs>
1: totally.
0: and I'm exercising. Well, my and faith. then the last um, thing I'd
1: say is counsel. That's a whole other thing. But the amount of <laughs> counsel that you and I have allowed to speak into our lives <laughs> in the last few months totally. Totally. has really um, heightened our
0: right faith. I but I well I I would say I would say it, it helps direct my direct. faith. Yeah, it's a better way to put. But it. I would say more than for me personally, more than it helping my faith if we're getting down to being specific, I feel like counseling is what helps my endurance. Totally. Right. Like I feel like what counseling is for me is, is literally whatever food or whatever, you know, um, no, whatever food or supplement helps like endurance athletes, like whatever, whatever that food is and whatever that supplement is Yeah. like, that's for me what counsel is it's a really like good counsel helps me with my endurance but yeah that's a huge huge part of it but yeah do you have any uh no i'm so excited to, to
1: talk about all these things with you
0: yeah i felt like <laughs> this went really well i'm yeah. excited to share this with you guys and invite you into everything in this season that we're uh getting yes. ready to release and, and as and always build. we're going to so. share
1: this at the end of every single episode but make sure that yep. you hit the subscribe button make sure if you liked this episode that you leave comments when you leave comments i know it doesn't mean a big deal to you but if you have the time it affects the way the um, algorithm of how many people view this if right. it pops up when people type in zach hepworth or eb hepworth and right. so share this message with somebody that you loved um, and then type a comment and then give us a rating because we love to hear from you and and Stay tuned for a lot of other episodes because we got a lot of stuff up our sleeve.
0: 100%. Thank you guys so much.